I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. What episode this is, I have no idea. But you know what, guys? We are coming live from the Lofoten Islands, Norway. And I'm joined by my co-host, not Darren Spoonie, but Bernard Garrity for this week. Bernard, how are you, pal? Well, how are you getting on? How are you enjoying yourself? I'm having an absolutely amazing time. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't tired, but we've been working hard the last few days, so it's understandable, and it's really been such an enjoyable experience. I can't get over what I've experienced in the last two and a half days so far, and we're only tipping the iceberg here, man. Yeah, well, I think the the real amazing thing about this is the fact that two and a half days, like yeah. it literally feels like we've been here two and a half weeks. <laughs> it really does, though. Like yeah. you lose, like you know, you're like, I don't know what episode this is yeah yeah just because you don't know what day it is i know yeah just for when someone you know, said it a while ago what yeah, day is it yeah, it's like i did all yeah. don't care yeah it's crazy but yeah. jesus man we have been we have been just so lucky like you know yeah yeah considering the light what we have and like you've said it a, a couple of times this week that what we've got in the last few days you could be lucky to get in like a two or three week period you know so every day we've had something to photograph well, more than we've something had more to than something for yeah, yeah, yeah. but genuinely it's just been simply amazeballs you know there's yeah. no other word for it yeah no it has and you know with the with the other participants as well I'm really excited to have them on and hear their views yeah. of, the, of the trip so far you know it's something that it's I suppose new to you new to me I suppose I've done a podcast yeah. podcast from yeah. uh, the Arctic Circle already yeah um, the last time I was here um, where was that that was in Rhina Branger that was it? up at Jesus I can't remember the name of the place no it wasn't Rhina Branger it was another mad mountain Okay. Um, but it was it was incredible. But it's nice to actually do it here. Yeah. And be in here. And thanks to Eliasson, uh, Robar or Robar. Robar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eliasson, Robar or Robar. Sorry. Um. But they've actually given us this cabin to have for yeah. the day just to do the podcast. So yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing that way, you know. Fair play, and fair play. And they are absolutely amazing. I couldn't I couldn't get over it. And they're warm. Yeah. Because it's so cold outside. I mean, like, we'll get to it in a while and we'll talk about how cold it is. So, look, let's recap what we've been through and what we've experienced as a workshop to date. So, like, from the very first moment, like, myself, my own personal experience, I had only about three hours sleep and then I had to head to Dublin Airport. So, um, but it is a long trek for me. It's almost like 22 hours traveling to get here. From Limerick. From Limerick. Yeah. So, it is, it's a bit harsh in the body, but it's it's fine you get your breaks in and out and you're not personally traveling all the time like you're on an airplane you're being flown somewhere you get on a ferry you've been cart is a much better than the word yeah carted around <laughs> so Banded it's around. fine so you have downtime you can do things you can get work done which i actually had personally done so i was editing wedding images on the way over here so it lightens my load by the time we get home so like we got here at 5 a.m. in the morning, so yeah. it was pitch dark. You could barely see, only for the street lights that are here. But what you could see was a glimpse of what was yet to come, and you're there going, "Oh, this is so bloody exciting!" Yeah. It was like 
just mm. you know like the traveling is tough you know we we flew out at 12 30 p.m from dublin and we get here at 5 a.m you mm-hmm. know the next day sounds extreme but you know it's a two-hour flight i wait for an hour a one-hour flight I wait for a few hours but we go get food we obviously played with the vr machine in the restaurant oh, Jesus. the australian guy who wanted <laughs> and and the best thing is the, the the name of the place that we um we, we did the the, the we got the food yeah. and played the VR was Burgasm. Burgasm, you know, yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And we have a new, uh, we have a new word. Dodge. No, no, I'm not going to say it. No, All right, okay. But <laughs> Andrew, who's on the, one of the participants on, on the tour, um, he's going to have a nice new word uh, to explain um, Lofoten Islands from his view, which he came up yeah. with the other day. So we'll, we'll touch on that later in absolutely, the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So when we got here, right, we, we went for a nap because we were all so jaded and we're so tired from the travel and I think it was warranted that we needed a bit of shut eye because 100%. what was going to come ahead, you needed a fresh mind, you needed to be in a good mental state, you needed the legs for it. So like, first of all, we got, we didn't have to travel far. We went out of the hut up to Hanlai Bridge. And I think myself, I was overwhelmed by the beauty. And yeah. I've seen it a hundred times before. Not because I've been here, but I've seen it very curiously through other people. But also, you know, you touched on, no, oh, I want to try to get my own thing. And I said, listen, Dermot, when the conditions yeah. happen, you really, you, you will just be thinking about that shot. And yeah. the last thing you'll be thinking about is getting your take. You know, yeah. I did say it was hard to get your take, but how did you feel? And did you even think about your take? No, I didn't. I just went for the quintessential shot. You know, I just got the shot that I wanted. Get that in the bag. Yeah. And then kind of, I, do you know what I did? I concentrated on my time lapse then after that. Yeah. You know, I kind of got it set up and made sure it was going right. And a few other bits and bobs. And after it was all said and done, the majority of it was done. What I decided to do was then maybe explore other avenues to see if I could get my own shot. Yeah. And I couldn't. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. You can go portrait landscape. Um, and you know the, remember the like we had like the thing is we had this snow right we had snow everywhere and it was snowing into the camera but the snow is so dry here it doesn't you, you don't need to wipe your camera it's nothing it's yeah. not like you know wet snow or rain where it just sticks it's in like styrofoam literally <laughs> like you're like oh styrofoam ball it's dry snow but you have that and then behind us you have cloud everywhere but just on the horizon that gap yeah. And then you've that snow lit up. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I don't know, are we going to stick to day one for now or are we skip the day two no, no. when we went back oh, to the Jesus. bridge to shoot again? We'll talk about that now. So so we, we had low cloud, right, which is a good thing and a bad thing in a way. I think it was a good thing because it narrowed the beam of light, okay, and it made that more intense. And rather than having the whole mountain covered in a golden light, whether it be yellow or red or whatever, it had these spots here, there, and ever, and I just me. I was just, oh my god! I I was sitting up on the first day, and you were down at the bottom, and I could see it. And I was like, yeah. it's coming! Yeah. And next day, all I could see is an yeah. iron check on. Yeah, because we were shooting a different angle. Do you know? Because you know, it was a very small gap. Now, you know, you you rush around like an Egypt here, but the thing is, because in the winter the sun rises so slowly. You've all day to get there. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. if it was at home, you'd have to be there yesterday. You know, <laughs> you can give yourself a week here to get to the spot, and the light's still there. Yeah. But that second day, then, like we had planned on going to another spot, and you know, we we knew then, okay, we're not going to get reflection. So it's like, right, guys, I don't want to go back to the bridge. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, yeah. And we went back for the pure reason that 
the, the gap was a bit bigger but we had more the air was more clear there was no snow snow in the mountains but we had that dark cloud behind the mountain yeah and that's when the sun came up and gave us this almighty yeah. glow the most red glow I've ever seen in my life and although they're the same images same compositions two totally different images yeah you know and you know the way I see it I'll only like going back to a place twice if I think the conditions can be bettered yeah. and I just knew it was going to be the case yeah. and it was mad because the sun's rising behind us hitting the mountain hitting that dark cloud and all that kind of stuff but actually behind us where the sun was rising although there was no composition the sky was on fire oh, and you're not even you're... looking at it yeah yeah you know now, now we have been shooting primarily sunrises there for two mornings and which I'm more than happy to do yeah. now you said a while ago Hamnai Bridge will do a sunset there what's that going to be like for sunset there is it going um, to be totally different parameters? It'll, it'll be slightly different because it's actually going to be more golden light than actual that red red glow okay um, we do have completely clear skies here um, now um, so it, it will be a little different as you say like we had the cloud like this morning like you know it was amazing sunrise this morning was clear we got the light all that kind of stuff but you see what we had the last couple of mornings compared to what we did have this evening is and this morning is the fact that we had the the cloud it was almost just making it more intense making that red red yeah. whereas this morning we'd no cloud separating the horizon and the, and and the cloud you know there was nothing in between the it was just coming straight up and yeah. it was clear skies so it did the, the, the color just wasn't as intense it was still amazing mm-hmm. and you know the reason why I think with clear skies you have to kind of differ a little bit and what we done we obviously went to a higher viewpoint than than anyone else kind of because number one clear skies are great and all that side light is great but you want to add a different element and by us going higher and higher which we did up this little hill we managed to get the belt of venus behind yeah Kirkyfjord, yeah. you know yeah. which was really nice yeah um, it was it was really nice and when we got there at first i was like okay where's the composition where is it going to be and at first i was like especially for the time lapse you know i needed foreground interest and when you're doing the time lapse you know you need the foreground interest otherwise it just looks like a static time lapse which yeah. is fine it's no problem but you want that character you need something for the time lapse and you're like just forget about it just shoot just shoot yeah. and i was there going no i have to find my fire and you got it. And you i got did it. persistence beats resistance dave whelan <laughs> there you go dave whelan um yeah. Yeah. like listen dave has told me that i don't yeah. know whether he just he's he's been persistent about it <laughs> <laughs> or if he forgets he tells me but literally yeah every single time i go down or talk to dave on the phone which is a lot yeah, yeah. you know it could be five six seven times a month i hear it so it's yeah. brilliant to me now persistence beats resistance yeah no he's he's one of the i love it i yeah, absolutely love yeah. it you yeah. know but back coming back to sackis right so what, what else do we have a sackis right we have the the mustard hut yeah yeah what do you think of that spot i'm not overly i'm not too impressed with it simply because it's, i don't know it's too mundane it's it's a nice yeah. it the thing is now they've built little fencing around and stuff there's also another cabin right beside it now which means you have to zoom in a little bit more mm. some people like it some people take out the the fencing and stuff to me as a shot is it worth that effort i don't think so i think like whatever everything else it, it's definitely a nice postcard shot that people yeah. like to get um this group didn't really know anything about it but we still stopped we had a bit of blue hour it was really nice um and then when that other group came along um we just decided to move on somewhere else, which was actually better. Yeah. In my opinion, you know. But yeah. it's nice to get that anyway. And it was nice to get the, the other shot after that. Yeah. Like, But to me, it's it's just a nice image. 
Yeah. Um, would I come to Lofoten for one of those images? No. Not well, at all. It's still lovely. Yeah. So from the mustard hut then, you brought us over to this little kind of jetty, this little pier, and it was a nice shot. Not unbelievable. I wasn't feeling it. You got some amazing yeah, shots the, there. Yeah, the, the long exposures yeah. really worked there, yeah. The, yep. So I, I wasn't feeling it. Uh, so I said, right, okay, I'm going to venture off my own. So I went down to this place that I, I, I named this. I, I own this place now. It's called Krabby yeah. Bay. Yeah, <laughs> for a good reason. And there's a good reason behind that. We'll get to that in a while. So Krabby Bay lends itself to these lovely little kind of boulder rocks, kind of like in a round shape. And if you get the right composition there, you have all these snow on parts of these round rocks and you can use them as foreground interest and it leads you up into that mountain in the background. There, I felt that I could get the shot that I wanted. Yeah, and you did. Mm. Yeah, I was very like, I had left my tripod and, and camera over on that jetty. I just wasn't, not that I wasn't feeling it, I was just like, you know what, it's just nice to go over, see how you're getting on, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and you went, ended up going over and getting my camera for me. Oh, how nice um, of me. But, like, it's, you got the shot and I was like, oh, yeah, I think I should get this shot. <laughs> but the only thing is, you see, because of a long exposure, you know, it's... It's a scene that's not really there. Yeah. Like, but it is. Yeah, and, and but the thing is, the, the cloud detail you got in the long exposure was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, really amazing. And I think it was the best kind of of what everyone had got at that particular location. Mm. Yeah. You know, the highlight of that spot was me finding a dead crab and placing it in your bag. Oh, it was you. you. It. I <laughs> yeah, thought it was, it was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So hence why, hence the reason Krabby Bay. Krabby Bay. It'll be uh, known as Krabby Bay forever. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is really nice location. So from there, like I said, you can go up the hill to the Star of David and you can get your shots then from with the Venus thing. What's it called? Belt, Venus. Belt of Venus. Belt of Venus, yeah. So yeah. it's it's really nice. But I, like there was no cloud there, right? But I still persisted on using a soft grad to darken the blue because I've no polarizer. It's cracked on the way over. So. And, and, and because you shoot Canon? It's nothing to do with a cannon. It's a polarizer. My polarizer broke. Oh, I thought it was just a dynamic range there, you know. <laughs> I'm it's joking. A, I'm joking, everybody. I'm going to slap this guy now in a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, I still used a grad, a soft grad, okay, Hold to on, blend like, it in. I can actually see, like, Fuji, Sony, Nikon users being like, go on, you boy, go on, go on. <laughs> give him one, give him one. But what I've noticed in the image behind the mountain is there's this kind of golden light just a line of it yeah. just coming in so it could be really nice i have to edit it first and i'll know a bit more then you know yeah it is kind of nice though like they're kind of guaranteed images like there's sometimes you know if you go out to a forest with a waterfall on a dull day mm. you've almost guaranteed an image you can't really mess it up you've none of that spotted light around the yeah. place you know but in in general like it, it is a kind of a shot that you can't really mess up there's no harsh light all that kind of stuff you know yeah yeah all right so Bernard, hold that thought now, because we're going to come back now with some of the guests from the trip, and they're going to tell us about their story and how they really feel about Bernard Garrity. I'm sure it's not going to be good. Great. <laughs> All right, so guys, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes, and here's a word from our sponsor. Do you want to take your photography up a level? Do you want to hit that shutter from 100 feet away? Or perhaps you'd like to take your images remotely? With a built-in motion, light, and sound sensor, you can capture unique shots and incredible time lapses. The Capture Pro from Hanel has got all that covered and more. Visit Hanel.ie. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. And we've dragged this guy in with a hat against his own will. He was kicking and screaming, but look, we still managed to pull him in. And his name is Kevin Carroll, the hallway from Wexford. Yeah. 
How are you, Kevin? Rossler Harbour. Do you photograph down there much? Uh, a bit. Epic sunrises. Is it? Yeah. Epic sunrises, Epic sunrises only. 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 We don't do half half our stuff. Like. No, 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 not at all. So I first met Kevin in the Isle of Sky on a tour that we did back in 2017 with Mr. BG and Milo. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice guy, uh, nice should guy. Should we disclaimer that Go on and just cause? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, you came along on this trip with us. I went out with us with Bernard. He brought you along and it's absolutely fantastic from my point of view. But tell me your side of things. What, how have you felt about the trip so far? And there's still a bit for you left. Yeah, it's been amazing. I yeah. mean, from start, yesterday was it yesterday day before yesterday yeah it's just weird. just first like aurora the first night then as well mm-hmm. sunrise yesterday morning amazing did you like uh, the sunrise from hanoi bridge like how did you find getting a composition was it hard was it easy did you just just throw no, it up i and just threw it up and had a go and i i, I tend not to think just as uh, quite as much as dermot might but yeah yeah just point you Point and shoot, yeah. get a shot. And you know what? It's so easy to get a shot there anyway. So yeah. just get to it, mounted in the frame just, and press, <laughs> yeah. press go. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's, it's hard yeah. to go wrong. But believe it or not, actually, I I, I went a small bit wrong yesterday. But we'll we'll relieve it some bit uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Um. So we also talked about Sacrosoy and how re- how cool it's look and how it is how hard it is to get a shot and how easy it is to get a shot. What was your favorite part about Sacrosoy? Um, I think just down at the water's edge. Yeah. Uh, long exposure there. So there's some nice compositions. And are they your favourite type of shots, long exposures? Or would you be more of a, a realistic photographer where you're not going for the ethereal look you want? What you see is what you get? A uh, bit of both. I'm, I'm kind of easy going. You swear both ways? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that yeah, would have shared yeah. a room with him. Like. <laughs> so you're sharing with me instead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. This is the fellow who's trying to cuddle me every night. And every <laughs> no, no, no. Why don't we put these two single beds together, dear? It would make much more sense if we could turn the radiator off and keep the body heat. We're saving the Do you know what the weird thing about it? He, the second we went into the room, he was actually moving the bed. I was like, hold on a second, what the hell are you doing? Bernard, you can't push it anymore outside the room. <laughs> oh, He's sleeping God. on the stairs. Yeah. But you know what? It was funny, Bernard. We, for the first time ever, well, not for the first time ever, but well, one of the first times ever, we're announcing we actually have a Nikon user on the podcast. No, sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> we all we have our problems. <laughs> we won't hold it against you. But uh, how do you find carrying such a big? It looks huge. You know, you have the Tamron twenty-four to seventy on it. That's a big lens, and then the Canon or Nikon D seven fifty. Is it? Yeah. That's a that's a big camera. Is it? Is it? Got two. Is it cumbersome? Got two. I have two of them. Is it a nuisance to carry them all around? Not really, because I, I haven't used the mirrorless like you guys, and yeah. so I don't know any different. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like you've never Complete used ignorance. a polarizer, yeah, and then you start using it, and you can I never think. go back yeah, yeah. without yeah. using yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So then, yeah, yeah, you, like the pictures they're producing there are absolutely amazing. I love them. Thank you're an inspiration for all of us because like you're not one who's like oh I have to be out all the time when you're out you shoot you know yeah. you don't get to shoot too often and for someone who doesn't shoot too often you're goddamn impressive I'll give yeah, you that I much agree, yeah. Yeah. yeah now I, I enjoy being out but on you know yourself life and work kind of takes over and you don't yeah. get to do all the things you really want to do all the time yeah, think so. of the poor people who are working here in the fort and now exactly I feel sorry for burning every day talking about <laughs> talking about people working in the fort and islands how goddamn expensive is it here now it's it's grand you know but 
Chat. It is expensive. It is, man. but like I was chatting to a guy this morning, uh, and he's going to give you a deal and things from now on. No, no, no right, I'm chatting okay. to a guy who's like part, who, who, who <laughs> part of another group, um, and he, you know, he said, you know, how expensive is the, the water, the, the drinks? Like he had like a bottle of Sprite, and he said it was like three euro fifty for like one of the yeah. small three thirty bottles or whatever. Mm. And I said, think of it this way: I said, you could pay one fifty two euro and shoot sunrise at Glendalough, or you can pay <laughs> three four euro and shoot here. Yeah, and he was true. like. That's a great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comparison, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, to wrap things up, Kevin, what has been the highlight of the trip so far, besides being in the company of me? God, that's a difficult one. Really is. Is it though? No, it's not difficult at all. <laughs> I think on the bus yesterday, going back, heading back towards the, the cottages and the sky lit up with yeah yeah um, that was at Hawkland Beach yeah yeah. weren't weren't expecting it to be as like it just was crazy and then they rushed to get out of the bus and just everything uh, and the pictures we shot were stunning can I I say about a highlight you can you don't you don't get this no no I don't this is a different highlight you're not the highlight for me of these trips right is when the you know the aurora hits and you're not on location just yet but you're not far away and it's all of a sudden, acceptable to drive like Sebastian Loeb. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, yeah. And kind of no matter how many times he's seen the Northern Lights, it's like yeah. the first time every yeah. time. Yeah, sure. Like it was, it was strong last night. It got really, really yeah. exciting. And what I loved, right? Like, I, I, I am called the Aurora Racist. It's fine. I don't mind. I'll wear that title. It's no problem. But I do enjoy shooting it and. Do you know, I, I really enjoyed it, but what I actually got more excitement out of was seeing the faces on ye. Mm. I mean, like, Maraid, one of the, the client, one of your clients, I, it was a joy to see her so and happy. Was she was actually jumping up yeah, and down yeah. on well, when we'll, she was watching it. We'll just have to tell her now when she's going to talk to us here in the podcast in a few minutes to not jump up and down on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, her, because her and Andrew, it's their first time seeing it. You know, yeah. Kevin was in Iceland with me, he's seen it. You yeah. know, it was your first time seeing it, but their reactions were amazing like yeah. Kevin is literally going into child mode or um, child mode. Andrew, Andrew is going into child mode like and we can't wait to reveal his name sure he couldn't even open a chai lock inside the house that's true that's true <laughs> oh, yeah. like you pulling the door instead of pushing it open loads <laughs> <laughs> no, there's something wrong with the door here Jesus Kevin goes out on that note we're going to get rid of Kevin and put on a new, put on a new guest yeah thanks BG <laughs> Alright, so guys, stick with us. We're going to get uh, Andrew on next. I'd say Mered. I'm going to leave, we'll leave his word to the last. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so thanks for coming on, Kevin. Really do appreciate Cheers, it. Guys. But look, we have the lovely Mered. How are you, Mered? I'm very well, thanks. And where do you reside? I live in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah. But didn't you say there's a bit of a touch of mayo on you or something? Oh, I'm a Mayo GA supporter through and through. Nigeria, India. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. So, you. You have a funny story, right? So you just don't know decided I'm going to do a landscape photography tour, yeah? Well, it wasn't quite like that. But All right. Yeah. Okay. And then you didn't have a camera. So I bought one. <laughs> it's normally the, 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 total, <laughs> yeah. the polar opposite. Normally, you have someone in photography for a while and they kind of get really excited what to do and then they start pushing the ball a small bit and then they decide to do a tour. You did it the total way around. But I like the way you did it. It's brilliant. I love it. I actually love it. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's just, it's crazy. It's, I've never, ever in my life seen... Uh, talk me through the process. What, what, what made you do it? 
Well, I always wanted to see the Northern Lights on the bucket list. Okay. And um, I was looking at various different things and with my cousin and uh, Bernard's post, one of his posts for Lafotion popped up on my Facebook feed. I thought, wow, that looks amazing. Yeah. And Did then she I know? contacted him <laughs> and said, look, I'm an absolute beginner. I didn't say at that point that I didn't have a camera. <laughs> no. I think you might have actually. Did I? I think you might have, yeah, yeah. Um, but I said, absolute beginner and, you know, would yeah. it be suitable or not? And he assured me that it was. So I yeah. booked it, paid the deposit, bu- booked the flight, said there's no turning back. And then I went and bought a camera. But you know what? You're better off. Shut everything. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, bought yeah. a camera. Do you yeah. know, it's like the, you know, the night before. Do we need anything for this trip now? A camera! Oh, Jesus! Uh, yeah. I wasn't quite that no. bad. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it's had a little while before. It's kind of cool though, isn't it? Like it's 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 a to- it's a very very it's the, unique story. It's the complete story. opposite, like you know, of yeah. what you're really supposed to do. Yeah. My God, it's paid off. Well, I, I'm loving it. I, I, oh no, I wonder what the the remain in balance of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> All paid in full. No, but, but it has no, paid off. You you I even said it there a couple of minutes ago. I've got enjoyment from the trip because of you of your infancy of photography so you're seeing your excitement when you get to see something or when you get a certain photograph and at one stage we were at uh, Hockland Beach and we were just photographing the next minute the lights just exploded and you literally jumped up and down and you're like (laughs) 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 I looked in the bus when we were kind of driving along and it's like oh there's some green out the window (laughs) 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 what? a bit of green and I looked out and it's like (laughs) <laughs> but like just a bit of green but like again do you know what I love about Mairead is the fact that you have to remind her to shoot yeah. yeah because but that's you know what we talk about the experience comes first yeah. and you're getting so caught up and immersed in what's yeah. going on around you you're mm-hmm. actually forgetting to shoot and although you you, you want to get the shots yeah. you, it is goes to show that you're enjoying it as yeah. well yeah. you know what I mean good. as a spectacle yeah absolutely so talking about enjoying things uh, and we what what would be the highlight of your trip so far to date? Well, I think it was at that spot oh, when that sky just exploded and it was just mind-blowing. It was amazing. It was. It Absolutely was. amazing. Hadn't seen it ever before and it was better than I ever anticipated it could be. It was amazing. Brilliant. And it's supposed to get even better And tonight. that's the thing, like... Well, it's supposed to be. We're not guaranteed anything here. Again, going on about experience, it's good to get it in the camera but to the eyes, it's just a whole different level oh. yeah. of excitement. And it was mental last night, like mental. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be better tonight. Uh, and we've got completely clear skies. Uh, but then the part was, so I could see it with my, face, you know, with my eyes, the naked eye dancing across the place. And then when I took the photographs, then I was going, oh my God, that's yeah. just... Now, I want to touch one more thing before yeah. I leave you go now, right? Um, how did you find the education side of photography since you came to Ireland? Talk me through something, an experience that maybe you struggled with or what you learned. So I bought my camera relatively recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have, as you know, my own background. So down west, west, west of Westport, out near Lewisburg. So beautiful scenery. Mm-hmm. I've been taking a few pictures of things and looking at it going, that doesn't do justice to what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those photographs that we've taken so far, it's just yeah. my, mind-blowing. It's just yeah. leaps ahead of where I, I, think I thought kind of The inspiration, I think, from you is that it's like there's no nerves. It's total calm. 
you know what I mean like you yeah. get people and it's nerves and what I always try to reiterate with people is think of why you do photography do you do it to get stressed out do you do it to because some people do panic a little bit and you try to make them feel comfortable but you were just like I'm a whole face. new level of like <laughs> you know it's just like perfect but it's been brilliant I mean all the little guidance and even from the first morning you know taking the picture and realising then when you look at it what bits are chopped off too early and what bits are Mm. you know so moving it slightly to the left or slightly to the right and seeing it improve every single it's just yeah and tell us tell us about this square crop Ah, this feature I didn't even know existed. <laughs> and I know it doesn't exist on my camera, which we spoke about in the last yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. But this morning we were getting the sunrise and just I used that square crop on a dying battery. But that's, yeah, that's a rookie mistake. Uh, we all make it. Uh, <laughs> and you make it again. It'll and always be a rookie again. mistake whether yeah. you're a professional yeah. or you're not, you know. Yeah. So we used that square crop on this morning and it was just beautiful. Yeah. Really, it it really, really leads the viewer's eye into something different. Like it's not yeah. always the vast scene and it's what I kinda go for. It's just it's my ethos, it's yeah. what I kinda live by. And I really should explore the square crop a bit more myself. But it does train the viewer's eye to look at some of the more intimate details in yeah. the photograph rather than this massive vista, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think my favourite shot of yours so far has to be that square crop on the, the first, first morning. morning yeah like to me that is just it's phenomenal and you know um it, to like to me that scene typified peter gordon yeah you know it was just like as soon as i took it it was like you know like as soon as I, the scene opened up the first person i thought it was peter gordon and you know that you know i was very happy to get a shot you know i suppose inspired a little bit by by him you know i just th- thought it was beautiful like it was just an amazing scene mm. and seeing the, the little tones mm. and, and the and stuff develop but then seeing your shot and just phenomenal like yeah. Well really phenomenal. Right. yeah I'm looking forward to and showing others so yeah. you're are you a happy puppy so far uh, ecstatic good good completely happy right so I'm right we're going to leave you go thank you very very much for coming on I've enjoyed your company so far this week and I'm sure I'll enjoy it for the rest of the week Likewise. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you very you. much. All right, so we've dragged over Mr. Andrew Keaton. Bye, you're from Cork. Why? What in the day? How are you keeping? I'm great, boy. How are you? Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel a permanent replacement coming on for another Cork fella. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Our, our other co-host of the podcast is also a a carol. kill me, Cork man. So I think it's uh, down south in Cork. I don't know where the hell he is from. But Andrew, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Delighted, uh, delighted. Uh, now you are a Cork man, but you don't live in Cork, do you? You got you do you came to your senses and get out of that that hellhole. Listen, I was I was. Uh I was evicted out of there when I got married to a curry woman. And, uh, <laughs> the only the only people who would take us are the dubs. So I live in Dublin for the last twenty five years. All right, okay. Do, do, the dubs start to get you know bread of football or over. Right, all right, I know. But uh, so you like you like Dublin? You take it, yeah? Fantastic. You do. Yes. You're a madman. I I I can't hack the traffic up there. I I'd pull my hair out if I had it. But anyway, let's come. Uh, we're here in the Lofoten Islands. So uh, tell us about your trip so far. Like uh, why what? What have you enjoyed the most and uh, what have you found tough and what have you found exciting? 
Tell me a bit more. Let me into your mind. Oh, listen, it's been absolutely fantastic. I just love the light up here in the Arctic Circle. Yeah. I love the mountains. And the best thing for me has been the sunrises. That yeah. beautiful red reflection of the sun yeah. on the snow on the mountains has been staggering. Absolutely yeah. inspiring. Yeah, yeah. And what camera are you shooting on? So I use a, a Canon 60 camera. Oh, brilliant. Oh, my God, he's a Canon shooter. Fair play. I mean, like, I know you're fantastic. Like, but, I close the door uh, behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't let it hit you on the way back out. Um, but so you're shooting on a Canon 60, and what lens is your kind of go-to lens? So for the landscape, I've yeah. got the 16 yeah. millimeter 2.8. 2.8. And do you like using that lens? Yeah, great. I only got it coming over on this trip. So yeah. I've, uh, half the trip I spent uh, learning how to use it and uh, having uh, Bernard uh, explain to me all the things I'm doing wrong. Brilliant, brilliant. So he's, he's doing his job. He's actually teaching you something. I've, I've learned a huge amount from Bernard, and even, but a huge amount from the other group as well, everybody yeah. else on the group. And it's yeah. been, uh, I, I just reckon my own photography has come on in leaps and bounds. Yeah. Even if I look at the photographs I took on day one versus day two versus day three, I think it just really is, it's been a great way to intensify my learning around photography. When did you buy your first camera? And was the 60 your first camera? No, I, I'd say I got my first camera when I was about eight years of age. And it was an old Oh my thing. God. <laughs> so that wasn't uh, today or yesterday. No. Uh, but, uh, and as a kid, we used to develop uh, our own films and print C41. our own yeah. Uh, so uh, it was an Olympus, I think, originally. My mm -hmm. dad had a, had a Zeiss Icon uh, camera. Um, so then life took over. And uh, it's only in the last couple of years I've got back to doing my photography again. And uh, a couple of years ago... Um, I deserved a special treat for Christmas one year, and the Canon 60 was it. Brilliant, brilliant. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, so, you discovered a new word, apparently, allegedly. Tell us something about that. What, 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 what's going on there, like? So I was trying to, I was, uh, I was uh, running out of superlatives to describe the scenery <laughs> that we hear. So I was looking up the... Uh, the wait, wait, so, so, so what we've heard today is epic. That is epic! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing, guys. Pure class, kid. Pure, had, pure class, kid. Uh, we've had awesome. We've had awesome, fantastic. Amazing. Inspiring. Yeah. But anyway, well, I was trying to think of some new ones. So what I did was I looked up the uh, the Oxford English Dictionary and they had a, a great new word there. It's called uh, lephotogasm. <laughs> and I think that's what is the perfect word <laughs> oh, for geez. this part of the day. Lephotogasm. 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 So not to be mistaken with Gavin Harcastle's photogasm, yeah. which I think is brilliant, but lephotogasm just does it for me anyway. I just think I it's absolutely class. It so. lends itself to the area itself. And yeah. Kind of next available lephoton trip I have now, you know, there's a little kind of tagline that you can put in. I'm going to say, you know, fancy experiencing a lephotogasm. There you <laughs> go. Actually, I think what you should say is fancy experiencing multiple lephotogasms. <laughs> oh my God, we're getting down in dirty here oh now. This podcast God. has gone in a whole new direction. <laughs> This is, uh, this is what happens when you hang out with uh, Limerick fellas for too long. Oh my God. See, I knew this was going to happen. Oh this is going to crop up at some stage, but it's okay. <laughs> I take a beating all the time. It's working for multiple the photo guesses. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So coming back to you, is landscape photography just the only thing that you would practice and preach or would you kind of branch out into other styles of photography? I'd say actually my up to now up to this trip I've tended to just photograph you know family friends the kids um, mm -hmm. and this is my first uh, intensive period of doing landscape photography mm -hmm. um, but it definitely won't be my last so I'll definitely look to develop my portrait type skills but also complement that with doing much more landscape work um, I've just found it fantastic brilliant and what made you choose this human being in front of me 
<laughs> asked, I've asked myself that question for the last three or four days. Uh, but to be fair, he's been uh, he's been absolutely fantastic. I saw him speak at a, at a camera club locally in Dublin uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was just I loved um, the style of images that he was doing, yeah. the uh, accessibility of them, the the vibrancy and the life that's in them. And you know, he was just a fantastic crack as well. So yeah. I've been really looking forward to coming away, and it's been exceeded my expectations in terms of uh, the whole thing for anyone who's listening and not watching the video that will hopefully go out on YouTube of this podcast I'm now slipping Andrew a 50 euro note <laughs> <laughs> it's only a 20 oh oh, oh uh, keep, keep talking <laughs> so his head won't fit out the door when we leave here now either so but no it's, a, it's amazing yeah. and yeah. Um, Andrew's been an amazing client to have like just you know from from the moment I met him in in Cabin Tealy Camera Club um, a, a few weeks ago, like just you know, you could tell, and actually talking over the phone because I think that's how the booking came around. Yes. You know, you could just tell straight away, like you know, it was just you know, there was an energy about him, and he just wanted to get just just come on, just let's let's go now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what you want. It's been amazing, and having to drag you off places to shoot, that's always a good thing. You know, normally I'm I'm the last to leave no matter what, but actually it's great when you physically you're dragging them across the sand. Do you know what I mean? Physically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy your enthusiasm to photograph because it is infectious to everyone else. And together as a team, and, and that's what I, 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 I visualize us as, as a team, as a unit. We all kind of rally on together. We all, we're always here for each other. If anyone needs a filter, if anyone needs a lens, if anyone needs help with shutter speed, aperture, no matter what it is, it's a team unit, very cohesive, and everyone is helping each other out. And yeah. that's what I love about these intimate trips rather than going along with about 20 other photographers no one gets anything done everyone scatters off ever and everyone talks behind each other's back yeah. <laughs> you know but when you have a small group five <laughs> again you have to watch the video <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, but with the five people it, it, it's a unit and like I said it, it works so much better oh, yeah. it's, been, it's, yeah. been, it's been a fantastic experience I mean I just can't believe we're not even halfway through yet you know what I mean we've covered yeah. uh, so much already two and a it, half days like it's just mm -hmm. it, it literally feels like we could have been here two and a half weeks it feels like about three or four days since we've done that amazing sunrise at Hamlet Bridge yesterday yeah <laughs> incredible like that was you would go so far to say it's a lephotogasm? Oh no, that was definitely multiple lephotogasms right there. <laughs> oh yeah? You know, high tide came in fairly fast. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> on that bombshell, on that bombshell, we are going to leave Andrew go. Thank you very much for coming on, my friend. We really do appreciate it. David, I've heard it great. Listen, thanks very much for uh, helping us to have a great, uh, a great uh, workshop. And we look forward to the next couple of days. No problem, buddy. Brilliant. Thanks, man. Enjoy. Today's episode is sponsored by BG Landscape Tours. Bernard leads photo tours and workshops north as far as Lofoten Islands, Senje, Faroe Islands, Iceland, Scotland, and as far south to the Italian Dolomites, Tenerife, Namibia, and Botswana, and not forgetting our own beautiful homeland of Ireland. Find out more at www.bglandscapetours.ie. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that lovely new sponsor ad by BG Landscape Tours. Yeah, he's given me another 50 quid here now as well to kind of say that, but that's <laughs> uh, all good. So, Bernard, it's just you and I now again, down to nitty gritty stuff, the technical side of things. So, we are in the land of the Aurora Borealis. Yep. Quite a spectacular sight to see, but it's not as easy as one would think to photograph. There is a few things that you have to do. 
is a very intensive situation when you are there. You sometimes you feel overwhelmed when what you have to do. So, how, can you explain to some of our listeners some tips on how you would photograph the aurora? Um, well, I suppose it it all depends. The first thing depends on moon phase. You know, um, so so Maraid, you know, Maraid was talking and she bought her camera very recently. She just has the kit lens, um, and that's fine. If we had no moon, I would absolutely make sure she did not have a kit lens and she had something 2.8. Yeah. But didn't really need it. When you full moon, so kind of last night in, in terms of kind of sentence, what I was trying to encourage was you have full moon there. You're, you're trying to focus on the stars and, and it's easy to focus on the stars because it's so bright. But again, you're kind of going, generally you're shooting f2.8, 2.5, 2.2, f2, f1.8. You know, if you have that range to go with. But what I like to do is actually bring up the numbers. So we have full moon or half moon or whatever. I tend to kind of bring the numbers up and even go as far as F8 sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and keeping the, you're still able to keep the ISO low with the, with the, the, um, the, the moon, you know? Yeah. So like, I, th- I think I took a couple of shots yesterday, it's like 1250 ISO F5.6 um, and five, six seconds. And yeah. the thing is, I suppose I'd explain that first and you know you're going up to 5.6 you can almost focus on a mountain or the su- like you know if, if the subject is far enough away like the mountain was last night you could almost focus on that and you will get your focus on the stars yeah. if you do find it hard to see them um in that's from my experience some people might say different um but then if, if you've no moon then you really have to you know you really have to into live view um zoom in 10 times on your live view uh, try find the star, the brightest star in the sky. Then manual focus on that little star, mm. you know. And you know, you're you're twisting and turning. I always say twist and turn really fast. You can see the star going big and blobby to real small, big and blobby to real big small. Big and blobby. What yeah. a great way to <laughs> you know? explain it. Big and blobby. <laughs> the first thing that comes into my head is Mr. That and blobby. Photog- <laughs> Mr. Blobby. A big and blobby lephotogasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. The, so you get your little chat and you get the sharp literally like the, it's the end of a needle pin sharp that's if you have no moon you know mm-hmm. and you know that's where you do you need your kind of 2.8 and stuff like that so then I always say if, if you again if you have no moon I tend to bring my um, my white balance down to anything from could be 3 to 4,000 Kelvin anything yep. in between depending on what looks good and what you like last night I find you're able to leave it on auto because the scene is bright, it's there, it's a bit blue, not too blue. So there's so many different ways of shooting it, but definitely say, using red as an example with the kit lens, if there was no moon, you would be making sure, listen, do you have this lens? No, well, you need to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really need to worry about that with the full moon. Obviously, no one coming over, we were gonna have a big moon. Um, but it's, it, it's not as hard. Landscape photography is harder. Shooting the Northern Lights is easy. Another little point is, some people tend to always try to get their ISO down as completely low as humanly possible. Yeah. Especially with a full moon, right? And you'll bring your f-stop up to, you know, f5.6 or 6.3 so you can get your 30 seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? What The problem with that is you don't, if you expose too long for the Northern Lights, it can become, because blurry. it's moving and it becomes blurry and, and, and non, no texture to it, no, no kind of detail to it, you know? Whereas, yeah. So, last night we were able to shoot at a low enough ISO you don't need to go too low like you know we can shoot you know you probably shoot weddings to 3200 ISO oh yeah sometimes yeah. you know my weddings go up I go up to yeah, 6400 yeah and, and the, the images are okay then so think of it same thing at night 
so you will have a bit of noise but a little bit of correct correcting the noise reduction and stuff like that and 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 good sharpening and you're fine but that's where you bring down so i was i think 1250 iso say f 5.6 or even f 4.5 or whatever just enough to get two three four seconds you, you know last night we had it moving amazing mm. to the Dancing to, to the, the eyes the, like so how fast it moving to your eyes last night yeah. you did that over 30 seconds it's just going to become It'll just fade away yeah like this yeah. blurry green blob mm. you know so that's just personally me some people might like that i yeah. try not encourage that um so generally yeah there's i suppose hopefully a couple of little i know i went from one to the other no to the no it's no, perfect but i hope there's a couple of little tips people yeah. can, can can take out of that you know yeah and like it's it's great advice because listeners like because you can go as far as dunny gone you can get a yep. glimpse of it there so if you are listening maybe try use a few of those tips i've like, seen it from newbridge before yeah. Yeah, there you go you know crazy like yeah and, and and what i would say is get creative use different settings and do the wrong thing and then come back and then you'll <laughs> see the difference so like what bernard said if you do a 30 second exposure do that just to see what it looks like and see the difference between having texture it's, and detail in it rather than yeah. having this motion and there. i give the same advice then to shooting stars yeah. you know now the stars are different because you're, you're you're concentrating on the stars and you have to take into your your 500 rule into account yeah. if you go over a certain shutter speed you're going to get the the trails and the stars but shooting the stars is the the very very same like mm. you're you're getting your focus and you're getting your exposure right and keeping your iso right and all that kind of stuff but i get you get a lot of people being like straight away that you know they might shot the stars once before twice before and next thing all they do they want to do is stack and start blending all yeah, these things yeah. i always say you know what i didn't do that ian carruthers didn't do that anton lynch didn't do that and um, johnny bear didn't do that you know you start off and you do your 6400 iso shot and work on your compositions your editing your settings all that kind of stuff first before delving into um stacking programs and star trackers and stuff like that you know yeah yeah this, right. you crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run you know so when we're shooting aurora we were at uteclave which is a massive grand beach like it's huge yeah. even though it was snowing it felt like it was sand yeah you know and you and i took a walk down to the dragon's eye which is something I think everyone should go see, whether you can photograph or not. Yeah, it's it doesn't crazy, matter. Yeah. It's just so cool to see. And you weren't and really too pushed on, like you. Remember, I think you said before, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, if we go there, fair enough. But if yeah. we don't, I'm not. Don't think I'm too bothered. But then mm. you changed your opinion of it. Then oh when yeah, came, like, you know? I, I just, I'm just here to have fun. Wherever, wherever we go, I don't mind. Do you know, as long as I get to have fun with the group, that's my. It's, yeah. Me, it's the experience of doing things. Getting photographs is great as well, like, but it's the experience that I will remember more than anything else. Hundred percent. You know, uh, so we did go to the dragon. I we did, but we ran into a bit of a problem. Yeah, what happened? So we got there. So to, to, to explain the dragon's eye and what if if I can if I remember right, I have a big weekend coming up. But if I can remember when the podcast goes live, um, and when people I suppose have listened to it, maybe on Friday evening, I'll post a shot up of the dragon's eye and give you an idea of what it is. Basically, it's a little pool of water beside a beach that has a red, red, red boulder in it. And then it obviously, through the water then, with the mountain in the distance, but the the, the, the hole that it's in with the, the red boulder in it and the water over it, it's, and there's all red around the rim of it. Red it's, algae, yeah. Yeah, red algae. It's, it's literally like a dragon's eye. So if you can imagine it, but we got there, this pool is about a foot and a half, two feet deep, with this red, red boulder in it. But we got there and it was frozen over, even though it was salt water, because last night was minus 10. So, we the plan was to shoot Aurora there, 
no one else there which is unusual for Uteclave maybe there was and the scene was frozen and walked away from it myself and Dermot Dermot thought it would be a good idea to break the ice which we did but then on breaking the ice we had to actually scoop out the ice and the slush out of it by hand by hand and again Dermot is going to have that I think in one of his vlogs and we might post a little video that we did take but it was it was it, it was unusual like because at one stage you're shoveling this stuff out it's minus 10 you're shoveling ice out of a pool that you've just broke because it's so cold and you're in a t-shirt just doesn't make sense like no it's it it, it was i thought i was going to die <laughs> sorry now that is my wife i have to decline now remind me in an hour um sorry guys so uh I actually thought I was going to die with the cold in my hands. Not my body. My body was yeah. lovely warm. Ah, yeah, but that's because you know, you're putting your hands into this water. So, yeah, my hands were in there, and I, loved it. I took them out, and they're red raw, and I could see, I could feel them pumping. Mm. So I was like, doo, doo, doo. but you know, you just battle on, you get out that ice, take a break for five minutes, get yeah, it warmed up yeah. again, back into it. And it was funny because when you would stay down, you were getting a shot. I went back up to the group and told them the crack and I was like telling them what they were doing and they were like Jesus you know your hands must be and I just feel my hands I felt my hands I was like Jesus they're really warm and I was like yeah you know but they, they, I don't think they believed what yeah. we had done so I showed them the yeah. video and they're like what the yeah. you know yeah. well, but, first interaction you made the head yeah but <laughs> the thing is again like what people don't realise when you're used to being in the cold your body does adjust I used to suffer fears from like literally cold feet and hands yeah. just naturally and since I got into photography, standing in rivers all the time, on mountains, and in cold weather climates and stuff like that, your body does adjust to it. It yeah. really does. And like, remember, we st- we were standing there last night at one stage, and like, you know, because it's a dry cold. Like, you come out, it's minus 10, there's no frost on your car. So if anyone ever says to you that, you know, if you tell, tell them Ireland's cold, and then they say, oh yeah, I've been in Norway, it's been minus 10, 15 degrees. Take that with a pinch of salt, I can promise you, because they're just trying to be hardy. It is a different cold. It is a dry cold. In Ireland, two, three, four degrees with rain is absolutely ten times worse. Ten yeah. times worse. Ten times more cold. So if anyone says they've been in minus 15 um, in in winter in the Arctic, you say, okay, like that's pretty much you could be. You might as well be in Tenerife, say. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I would have disagreed with you before I came, but now I've experienced yeah. it. You are yeah. so right. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Like yesterday I was taking self portraits for I needed a new portrait, a new shot, and uh it was like minus six degrees out and I was now I had a hat on, don't you? Yeah, but you wrong. do have that I was thing. Covered up, but you see, you, know? you have that in Ireland and yeah. you're gonna have more on. Yeah. You know? And I was happy out, nice and toasty, taking pictures, happy as Larry, so it was great. Absolutely fantastic. So moving on to vlogging. So, vlogging has become a small bit infectious. So, uh, Darren Spoonley has been on to me, make sure you're vlogging, make sure you're vlogging. So I have, I've been trying to vlog and it is kind of hard to do at times, simply because yeah. mentally you do get cold still, right? My yeah. hands do get numb, my hands you get, get numb. cold, right? Personally, I don't like wearing gloves. I try to avoid it at all costs. But you come here for the first time, yeah. you're bringing gloves, you're wearing gloves, you could be wearing two pairs. Yeah. Like, it's hard, number one, to control a camera when you're wearing gloves, which is one of the reasons I don't like wearing them. Number two is you have conditions that are amazing. You're like, oh, do I get a video? Do I get a drone video? Do I get a drone shot? Do I? Yeah. Now, you brought your drone for vlogging reasons. Um, and you're like, do I get a camera shot? You know, do I do a vlog? You know, and then, so it's a whole different 
element you have your slider which yeah. is capturing I'll be excited now for that I'll yeah. be very excited <laughs> that's going to be amazing we'll get on to that now in a minute but the vlogging thing you've even started a small bit of vlogging now where, wherever it's going I don't know you might tell me I, I don't know like I just I'm doing it um, my problem is time yeah it is time um, so I found a, a guy um, literally just lives up the road from me who has I want to volunteer because it's going to be paid work but kind of any videos I put together I'm going to get them to put together a bunch of videos and I release I will be releasing a new Fair Islands promo video very very soon which is just completed it's awesome it's, it's awesome it's awesome it's, it's unbelievable yeah. like he's talented I he give is, that much he is. and you know the thing about him is like uh, Cal he's I think he's about 25 26 and the thing is with that is he's kind of in tune with what's going on today in terms of video editing has become very popular so he has a different style and mm-hmm. you know like I'll, I'll I'll be hopefully taking Keith Malone on more trips Keith done the Dolomites one and it was amazing and as a, a promo video including people speaking it's perfect mm-hmm. but the one Cal's are doing is just going to be these kind of drawn mm-hmm. um, promos Dramatic or whatever video, but yeah. what I can do with the, the whole vlogs then I can pass the vlogs on to him and he can do them in whatever because I have vlogs ready to go from the last year that are not even been touched yeah. so I can just pass them on to him he gets probably half a day's work out of it yeah. and everyone wins yeah you know happy days so vlogging could be something that's a bit more in your character in the future definitely not like it will not be consistent yes. it will not be any way trying to be so professional it will literally just be for fun and another element of people to see what kind of stuff goes on in a tour the best way I can tell people to look and see what they may experience on a tour with BG Landscape Tours is onto my Instagram BG Landscape Tours and go into my highlights I have a whole year of highlights from every single trip on that With yeah. every trip has probably 40, 50, 60 highlights on each one so there could be a thousand clips there on my highlights and that is the best way and to me that's a vlog yeah okay. but it's a vlog it's it's not the vlog of, with yeah. today's like audience I love the guys you know um I Gavin Harcastle, you've Dermot got Donovan. Dermot Donovan, you've got, oh. <laughs> you've got uh, you know Darren, you've yeah. got um Thomas Heaton, um even home you've got Sean O'Reardon. You know, you, you enjoy the the work that goes into these people. Yeah. Uh, th- that they put in, but I would never be able to commit to doing that. Yeah. And um me personally yeah. I only do it just to you just do it for fun. Listen, I'm the, not going to be famous. The right? worst thing you can ever do is do it for someone else to like it you have to yeah. like it first yeah. yeah you know i think that's like listen i am by no means an expert on it but the reason i don't do it is because i'm not very passionate about it yeah. and that's why it will just be filtering them out every now and again if i can do it nice and handy i will yeah. if not i won't bother this is why i kind of admire darren's discipline to do it every week it's unbelievable. whether it's a downfall or not is another thing but like he's very good and he has such a great discipline to put something out every week and he's really good at what he does but me personally, I can't do that. You I don't have the time, like, I don't yeah. have the patience, and I don't have the content to do it. But like, and, and it's funny, chatting to a good people recently, actually, people think that this is you and Darren's full-time job. And yeah. the thing is, like, they, a lot of people don't realise you have other jobs. Yeah. Like, Darren has a job that he travels a lot around Ireland. He's got kids, he's married, family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So to put that content out, like, yeah. I'm like how does he do it? You know, know, and it's nice to actually talk about you know yourself or Darren on the podcast without actually wanting you being on it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you don't you don't feel that that person has to respond to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, to be you know whether it's slagging or compliment, you know. Yeah. And now we're complimenting Darren. We never compliment each other. 
Well, that's yeah, ever. Well, that's true. Yeah. So next time we might get on, we might bring Darren off and leave you at home, and we yeah. can, we can, we'll, fi- we'll have to literally find things to compliment you about. <laughs> okay. Thinking about talking about complimenting me and things, and I'm going to blow my own horn here. Right? Is the time lapses, and you alluded to it there a few minutes oh, ago. Uh, I just, I only got it, so I'm still in very, very in my infancy days of using the slider, and I tried to use it as much as I could before I came here, yeah. just to earn out the mistakes. So I didn't make any mistakes when I got her. Not to say I didn't make any here, but at least I made the worst ones back home. So I'm not making the big boo ones. Well, when I go home, I'm going to go, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. Now yeah. I can't even use this. Yeah, you know. So hard. I've made all those mistakes, and now I've came here, and now I've got like. Uh, sliders are loads of sliding time matches sliders from Hamlet Bridge, Sarkis Roy up in the hill, uh, down Krabby Bay, uh, Clave, the Northern Lights. I have got almost oh, everything. Yeah, flags that as well. Now, I took a dude, I put a lot of effort into this, and it is hard, it is. but it's going to pay off. It is going to pay off, but and not just talking about discipline with Darren and stuff, the discipline you've had in actually doing all this is phenomenal. You know, you're getting the shots. You're like, but I see the work that you're putting in. Like, we come in after being exhausted for the day, and you're just like, everyone's gone to bed, and Dermot's up putting stuff together, downloading mm. stuff, uploading stuff, editing stuff, transferring stuff. Like, and that's a whole different level. Mm. You know, like, that's definitely a, a, one of my downfalls is not doing this, you know, very quick. <laughs> I've tried to be disciplined, and it's kind of come, stemmed a little bit of inspiration from yourself, just seeing, right, Dermot's doing it, you know. Maybe, yeah, sure, listen, it'll take 10 minutes, just do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going to be class and it will yeah. pay off just kind of going through, flicking through the camera and seeing the developments as it's going along over the space of an hour or whatever Yeah. Um, at each location is just, yeah, I'm envious. I'm just like, hmm, I wonder would he sell me some clips? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we'll pass them on to use in some promotion videos. Don't worry about that. Um, right, one last thing before we get out of here, man, because uh, I want to get some food into me before we kind of, Head out, start, head out for the night right so uh, one of my biggest downfalls of the trip and it's no one's fault at all is well it is someone's fault it's DJI's fault and it's one of my pet hates and it's just, it's drove me mad because it it prevents me from getting certain footage from such an iconic location is my drone the DJI yeah. Mavic Air gimbal overload warning and not only that it's the fact that the conditions here you're really you're you're capturing world class uh, conditions at world class locations. Yeah. So it can be very very frustrating, you know. And I don't have my drone here, but geez, I can understand it's very frustrating, yeah. you know, because it's another element. Listen, two or three bits of drone footage in a video, um, like give you an example. Actually, the the Faroe Islands video diving is all drone, and yeah. the drone were perfect. Yeah. And that's great. But my God, if you went there trying to create a video and just got this gimbal overload, yeah. it's just like, so it is frustrating and I can see it being very frustrating considering the conditions that we've been getting. Yeah, you know? like it's gotten to the stage where I haven't even flown it because nah. I can't even use the footage. No. But I can still take photographs, but I don't I don't like the photographs. I don't like the drone, photos, no, so. but also like, and the thing is you just need three or four seconds of yeah. footage to put into a video and you can't even get that. Yeah. So that's frustrating, and it's not just a problem with the Mavic Air; it's also a problem with the DJI Mavic, the the Pro, first one, yeah, and the Mavic Pro, which is very frustrating too, because these are expensive toys, they are. expensive tools, mm. um, expensive hobbies. Yeah, and you know what's even <laughs> not doing that much worse is we were down Krabby Bay. 
I just flung the drone around the pier, so I guess I should. Maybe I can use the warp sta warp stabilizer tool to maybe maybe use it. So I have a lovely panning shot of ye all in the pier, yeah. and I was like, and then I started to lose the rag with it, and I was like, John, fuck this! And That's I threw so it, I threw it into the bag, and I salt to myself. I, I I don't leave my aura kind of go into the rest of the group, and then I went off down to Krabby Bay for effort, and next minute. A DJ inspire right above our heads. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's it's like it's like you just you know it's like um, going flying a little a little uh, a little propeller plane. Yeah, I'm thinking they're a great lad, and the lad flies off in his Emirates one just that. That is fair, cool, and you can hear it, and even yeah. the sound of an inspire. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you're Opel Astra going down the, down the road, room, and next minute you hear a Ferrari. Yeah, you hear a Porsche. Yeah. and it's just the sound but you go that sounds like quality up there yeah yeah mm. no it is different but they're just a bit too big I think for what very cumbersome do. I had one sure yeah oh sure listen yeah. I know um, but yeah that's it's been a good trip so far it we has. still have over half of us left <laughs> which know, scares right? me yeah. well like, I do have to go home early you are going home early but yeah. you leave to, you leave like late tomorrow night yeah you know we leave in three or four nights um, and just I might say one thing. Yeah. Uh, we at the weekend Sunday at the IPF National Shield in Hotel Kilkenny in County Kilkenny. Um, I'm very, very, very much looking forward to uh, being the speaker on the morning um, and presenting some images uh, to the crowd. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think I'm on at ten to half eleven. Right. So anyone who is entering that might hear this. Uh, definitely come and say hello. Yep. and Ian Carruthers um, will be talking on the afternoon one which will be uh, I'll be doing like landscapes a bit of astro northern lights mm -hmm. um, sunrises sunsets but Ian will pretty much be putting his emphasis on deep severe, space deep space severe weather events obviously astro so yeah you definitely don't want to miss that either yeah that man's a genius such a weatherman alright so we're going to leave it there guys thank you very much for listening to today's special podcast the whole way from the Lofoten Islands in Norway if you want to join the Facebook group we would highly encourage you to do so just name a host of the podcast Dermot Darren or even Bernard will do no problem and we will let you in you can further your experience inside the community on Facebook and also follow us on Instagram at uh, the Irish Photography Podcast where you get to see when episodes are out and blah 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 and we show some of our listeners pictures which is also fantastic and also on the Sunday I'm after doing it again the Sunday Co Showcase Fair Shows <laughs> Fair and <laughs> The Sunday <laughs> Showcase Every Sunday, 7 p.m., share your photographs with us, guys. Uh, the talent inside the group, the community that we have, is just mind-blowing. I Like, to where this podcast has gotten today has just blown my mind. But, Bernard, thank you very much for coming on, buddy. You are a legend. Thank you very much, and take it easy, guys, and have a great weekend. Hey, -o. Hey, guys. If you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week, and remember, keep shooting.